Dearly beloved, welcome again to another episode. <laughs> this is why we don't do this stuff live. <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to another episode of the Seven Slot Society podcast, the off-road lifestyle podcast that absolutely nobody asked for. Today I'm here with one of the smartest, well-spoken, hardworking, and creative members of the Jeep community, the owner of Azzy Design Works, and the mad scientist and laser wrangler himself, Azzy Spiegel. Dude, thank you so much for agreeing to this. Hey, thanks for having me on. How's it going and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm currently drinking something that resembles Blue Moon. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have water today, unfortunately. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you give the folks a quick down and dirty on who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Uh, well, my name is Brian. Everyone, well, a bunch of people refer to me as Azzy. Um, I make, I make weird stuff for Jeeps. It's pretty much what we do now. Uh, I started out making custom gauges and kind of it blew up into everything that we have here. Owning your own shop front. Yes. Yes. It's, it's gotten complicated. I went from, Hey, this would be cool to make to, you know, we have, Two employees plus me right and like a whole building and everything now it's 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 fun hell yeah we'll, we'll get into that but for a little <laughs> background uh you and i have known each other for quite some time do you remember when we first met first met i first don't met. i was gonna say was it i think it was at one of the york shows the york jeep it had to be because the the one that I remember as the first one, I have my lanyard over here still from the Tennessee show. Uh, from uh, Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Yes, but I feel like we had met prior to that in per- in person. I'm pretty sure we did meet up at up at the um, All Breeds Jeep Fest in York, PA. Yes. The one at the circle track. Yes, before they moved. Yeah, they moved out of the ghetto to Carlisle. <laughs> It's the weirdest experience. It really was. We were staying at a hotel and driving back in. It, it took us a different way than the day before. And it was like 7 a.m. And I was like, where the actual fuck are we right now? I felt I was in like downtown D.C. by the train station or something. But like and- worse? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but very, very close. Okay, so uh, before we get into the weeds a little bit, how did you get into off-road as a hobby, not off-road as a business? Um, well, I had, so we started off, we had a, an XJ, my mm-hmm. wife had an XJ that we picked up because her exploder fell apart. Exploder uh, exploded. Uh, slowly, you know, entropy. Right. Um, and bought that. And then I got rear ended in her Jeep, got totally smashed by a drunk driver. And so I picked up a, you know, as a lot of people do, a $400 XJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I got all this insurance money. I'm going to start doing stuff to this. And it's kind of went from there. Like I always yeah. did like outdoor stuff. I'd hunting, paintball, you know, quads, motorcycles, that kind of thing. So it wasn't mm-hmm. too much different. You know, just uh, didn't know the, I don't want to say cult. <laughs> it's not a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> uh, getting into all that, uh, wasn't expecting all of it, but it's been awesome. I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you have any, so not specifically Jeeps, but did you have any off-road vehicles prior to this or was the XJ the first kind of four-wheel drive? Uh, f- 
first four wheel drive. Yeah. I've had, um, uh, dual sport bikes and stuff like that for a while. Okay. And you know, the mountain bikes don't count cause <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about the dual sports. I've seen you post pictures, but I really oh. don't know shit about them. Oh, so, uh, I got into like a subset of motorcycles they call adventure riding, mm-hmm. um, ADV stuff. And mostly it's a, b- a bunch of guys with uh, really expensive like BMWs and everything to hang out at Starbucks and talk about the couple rides they went on that year. It's just like the Jeep right. meetups. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> just with two less wheels? Just with two less wheels, yeah. Um, but it's it's actually fun. The, the all the or Most of the off-roading I've done that way, I've gone down south because there's fire roads and mm-hmm. – state forest that you can hit and you can bomb through you know they're set up you can do 60 mile an hour down through the woods you know and gravel nice. and it's that's that that's that's near and dear to my heart i've i've got a currently got a bmw 1100 gs and i used to have a really really sweet setup i didn't do the setup but i i actually bought it that way I was, it was bought not built mm-hmm. um i had a 650 v-strom an 08 and that was just fun especially it had like the um we had graphics on it from a um i can't remember the name of the stupid airplane it just <laughs> makes it makes things blow up and it goes brap all the time oh uh, the warthog the a10 yes, yes it had a yeah. 10 graphics on the side of it i loved it hell yeah <laughs> fuck yeah so how long have you been into that for oh well well before my daughter was born um I've been I've been doing motorcycles and stuff probably for about twenty years now. So okay, yeah, not all of it's been off road, but it's always I've always built uh, bikes. So you know, right. four wheels is a little bit easier because you don't have to worry about balancing anything. Right. So how is so you're saying about building bikes? How is it the community in building bikes versus building jeeps? It's pretty similar. Um, yeah. You got a lot of old uh, a lot of older guys that are. Um, more into the Asian stuff, which is mm-hmm. a little bit different than the car scene. Cause the car scene, the older guys are more into, you know, the big three. Right. Um, but you get a lot of support. There's, there's all kinds of groups. You got your Suzuki groups, you got your Yamaha groups, your Harley groups, you know, they all kind of, and every, and everyone, even though, you know, they're a little bit more brand specific, it's, you know, Oh, you're on a bike. So that's cool. You get to some okay. of the hardcore guys that are like, oh, you're not on a Harley. I'm not talking to you, but right. But it, it's an awesome community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so there's a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, let's jump into a little bit of the business stuff since that's like your main shtick right now. So <laughs> main shtick, that's, <laughs> that's how you feed your family. It's a little bit. How I fe- it's all I do all day long. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, I know that I don't know the whole story, so we're gonna. This is gonna be a little bit for me, a little bit for the podcast. But I know that you were doing other things prior to this. Can you, like, give us a little background on maybe the five, ten years of what you were doing prior to As oh, Design okay. Works? Uh, so prior to starting As Design Works, I was a draftsman by trade. Um, okay, I did uh, graphic design as well, uh, but it was a lot of. Um, we did. I did a interior existing condition documentation well you're gonna have to uh use (laughs) less words to explain that to me i worked for a company right out of college where we scanned buildings with a laser and then redrew them in 3d oh okay 
I mean, now they got software that just does that on your phone. But back right. in the day, it was like a million dollar laser scanner from Germany and oh, all these geez. guys from CMU that were putting everything together. And it was pretty cool, actually. Nice. In fact, some of the tools that I use um, still to this day were designed by the leaders of that company. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So like some of the Autodesk Fusion 360 stuff that we use here was actually um, pioneered by uh, Paul and Eric, I believe, over okay. at QuantaPoint. Is Long that, time ago. <laughs> is that uh, kind of similar to what I use for work? It's called a Matterport. It sits on a tripod and spins around. It's what does the 3D tours for yes. real estate listings. Okay. Yes. Now they do it with photographs, but before it was capturing a data cloud. And you got okay. an image out of the data cloud just because it was, you know, it was picking out points for, for the laser. Basically, it just said, okay, it took this long for the laser to get back to here. And we mm -hmm. take all those scans, put them all together. We did cool stuff. We did... Um, uh, I was in New York right after 9-11, uh, working on the mayor's new office. Um, we did a, two tombs in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. Okay. Like NB nice. 17 and 15, if I remember correctly. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really cool. So that, and that was awesome because we actually got to see inside of like a portion of a room with the laser the first mm. time anyone's seen it in 3,000 years. That's fucking insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was awesome. And we did stuff with the learning channel with that. Uh -huh. um, after I left there, I got into the signage business. So if you've been to a VA hospital, in fact, nope. I, did the, I did all the, um, the signage for, I think, your old work at the USDA building. Oh, really? Yes. So I did okay. all the evacuation mapping for that one. I personally okay. went, surveyed it, drew them, installed them, everything. Wow, that's crazy. You've been yeah. all over. Yes. Yeah, we did Jeez. did a lot of that. And that was the thing that kind of got me into this is whenever I got that Jeep, um, mm -hmm. my first Jeep, it was a white 96 um, uh, Cherokee Classic. What year was this? When did I get it? Yeah. What year did you pick that one up? Um, let's see. The company be about nine years ago because okay. I, I formed the company about four or five months after I did that because people started wanting to buy the things I was making for it. Okay. So yeah, I was in, I was in the signage uh, business. Um, yeah, we did evacuation maps. I was the guy who drew, you know, if you ever wonder, you go in the back of a ho you know, hotel door and there's a map there and there's like, oh, someone had to draw that. I was, I was that dude. Oh, you were that guy? <laughs> nice. I was that guy. Um, yeah, and it just led into seeing what people were making and being in a, a graphic shop. It's like, well, I can do that better. And mm -hmm. nine years later, here I am. Yeah. When... Uh was did something change or something force you to start working for yourself or were you just kind of like yeah it's time to do my own thing uh a little both okay. so i don't want to get there's a lot of personal stuff that got into there with that we um, don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about uh, uh yeah some there was um healthcare problems you know right. everyone everyone remembers those days you know mm -hmm. when, when all those systems changed right. and that was kind of a push for it but um there was one day I was having some, uh, some personal health issues. I was, I was, I was just sick mm -hmm. and, um, I was starting to have like chest pains and everything. And I'm sitting in my office at the sign company. I was doing, um, as these design works and that, and working as a photographer for a paintball field. Oh, geez. <laughs> You're yes. spreading yourself thin. Yes. And then I got into working a, a, a political campaign for a friend and, yeah, it's like, you know what, I, I'm doing too many things, so it started scaling back. Um, right. 
but I was sitting in that office and, you know, I'm sitting there, it's late at night, nine o'clock, you know, the grind, you're doing right. IT, you're waiting for updates to go. And um, I'm sitting there like, I think I'm going to die. I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack, you know, it right. runs in my family. I'm going to die in this office. I'm going to die in a cubicle and that's going to be the last of me. And that's, I can't right. live with myself doing that. Yeah. You know? So I was like, you know what? I, no, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I need to do. And you know, here I am. Yeah. So that was, out. <laughs> that was kind of the point where you're like, oh shit, something needs to change. Yes, exactly. Oof. <laughs> that, gives, that gives me the chills, man. Shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've been somewhere similar, right? Somewhere. I haven't made the jump you've made. That's just, that scares the ever living fuck out of me. But I've, I've definitely had that feeling of sitting somewhere where I'm not completely happy. Like, fuck, is this it? Like, is this right here? Is this the beginning of the end? Like from this point, am I just going to wait to die? And that mm -hmm. scares the fuck out of me. So uh, yeah. On to lighter and other things that aren't fucking depressing. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Uh, yeah. Um, what's been the largest hurdle so far in starting your own business? If you can pick one, I know you and I have talked a little bit over the years and there's been some hardships, but can you pick one? It's the business stuff. It's the, the paperwork, uh, <laughs> the taxes and the licensing and the all that, all that stuff. And now that we have more team members here, it's, mm -hmm you know, making sure that I'm on top of their stuff too. Cause you know, I got, you know, there's payroll, there's, um, you know, benefits, all that kind of stuff all kind of comes along with this. And it's, it takes a lot of time up, but also at the same time, now that I have team members on helping with things, I can concentrate on some of that and get to do more design work. Right. Yeah. So while you're, while you're helping them, cause they depend on you, they're also helping you to give you more time to do that. Exactly. Yeah. A, okay. a good, a good friend of mine, actually, I believe of uh, a friend of both of ours um, told me never stop designing stuff. He's like, you need to get back into it. Don't stop making new things yeah. because if you, if you sit there and get static and that was one of the problems working by myself and whenever you're working by yourself and you're growing, you tend to, you know, you get in that rut, like that comfortable rut. Yep. Like, I'm making that one thing. It's selling pretty good. Hey, we're set. We're good. We're golden, you know, but right. Hey, XJs aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. You know, JKs Not aren't going to be rate, around forever. People are fucking jumping them and crashing them, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was like the Comanches aren't going to be around forever. All that oh stuff, you know? God. Yeah. <laughs> but so sad. So, yeah, it, it's, that's been the, the, big, uh, the big problem. And you've, you've seen a lot of that I posted online about um, acquiring a bi the building. Yeah. So that's that little... I don't so, want <laughs> I, I do want to talk about that, but before yeah. before we get too far off of the other thing. Okay. So last time you and I talked, you had a part-time guy. One one part-time guy. Can you talk to me a little bit about a little bit about the evolution of now having two full-time, I'm assuming, staff members? Uh they actually they they're both sort of full-time, sort of part-time. Okay. Um uh Russ is the one. Uh some people who watch us that met us at the Louisville shows. Uh, he'd come down with us for a uh, couple of those ones. Okay. Uh, he's our, our design lead. He helps me with all of our packaging. Um, and he's really jumped. Like what you see now, the packaging is kind of the things I came up with and like, eh, this works, you know, but it right. wasn't my forte. He's a, he actually teaches graphic design at two universities. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So 
you know, having him on really takes off of like, in fact, when we were doing the, um, the Comanche badges yesterday mm -hmm. and kind of getting those hold them up, show the people. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, available on the website, link in the show notes. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, when we were doing those yesterday, uh, he was working with another friend of ours that helped it. They came in to help out with some photography stuff that we were having problems with. Mm -hmm. um, and they were working on that, you know, we're updating the website and being able to, you know, bounce ideas off back and forth right there in real time. Right. Instead of this, you know, before uh, a lot of people don't know, I worked out, you know, as design works for the first seven years mm -hmm. was out of my house. <laughs> yes. Home businesses, baby. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it, but it got to the point where it took over almost half my house. Right. So the whole bottom floor of my house was as design works. In fact, there's still mm -hmm. a chunk of it that, you know, I still have a ton of crap up there. Right. But um, you, and you have big machines too. Like your machines are six feet by four feet or they're huge lasers. Yes. Yes. Our, our one laser is about, yeah, six foot by five foot by five foot tall, I think. Yeah. yeah giant, giant cube of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, ha we had all that filled. Like I, ha I took a 13 by 15 room and pretty much had three by six to walk in. Right. So you can't really have employees in, you know. You know, I want to like, all right, we'll get, if we can get like an intern in here to, you know, to just do, you know, hey, assemble these linkages. Here, I got 500 of these. Can you put these together? Right. Um, but you, you can't go to a high school and say, hey, come to my house and work exactly it's, yeah it's a little bit creepy <laughs> hello child under 18 come to my basement yeah so um getting in here and that, so then we got um russ was doing you know coming in more full-time in fact he helped renovate half of this place mm -hmm. um and then actually i hired my mother-in-law who's been nice. coming over and helping all the time it's really a family business yeah russ is like one of my brothers awesome. and you know i got i got my other mom here yeah, you know, helping out and working. In fact, she's over in the other room right now, putting together some linkages. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we you know getting that all together has just been knew what we wanted to be, mm -hmm. and still we're we're gonna get we get. I, I think we're gonna bring on probably two or three more people. Okay, wow, you have big expansion goals now. I don't want to say expansion goals because I don't I don't really operate the same way that most businesses operate. I don't okay. think. Um, I kind of did things wrong the whole way. Uh, you think? I, I'm not, I, I guess that's the wrong wording. Um, I don't think things normal. So when I go to my accountant or I go to, you know, <laughs> some, right. some sort of like, you know, legal, I go to get legal advice and they, they ask, you know, what are you doing now? And I explain to them, they look at me kind of funny because we've done things a little bit backwards. You know, we've okay. made ourselves look gigantic with mm -hmm. only one person. Right. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. Um, and it's worked out pretty well. Uh, but there's, um, I, I, it's hard to explain, but I don't think that we grew the same way that most other companies grew. And okay. now we're kind of filling that in and it, it's pretty much, I want to get to a point where I envisioned whenever I decided, Hey, we're going to move out of the house. We're going to move into a, a whole new building. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I want to be. Cause I don't want to be 80 employees and 
you know, filing cabinets and all this right. other stuff. It's kind of more like a, like a team of people that get together to make stuff that they like to make. Right. You don't want to put your employees in that same position you were in sitting at that desk like, oh, fuck. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like That's- we all can come up with stuff. We all make things. We mm-hmm. all, you know, have a passion for putting stuff together. Most of us are card people. Like even mm-hmm. the, the friends that still come in that hopefully we'll have working here eventually. Right. Um, but uh, like everyone's got like a, some sort of passion that contributes to all this. Right. And, yeah. You know, and we a- touch on all that. A collaborative team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So speaking of the business growth, has there ever been a time where you're sitting in your office late at night? You're a night owl, right? Yes. You're very, very night owl. <laughs> it's it's t- between 2 and 4 a.m. on like a Tuesday, and you're just sitting at your desk, and you're like, fuck, what did I get myself into? Last night. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Last night I'm sitting there like, was this a mistake doing all this? Yeah. <laughs> because this that, is getting complicated. <laughs> was that specifically related to the move? Let's let's talk a little bit about the move. So you were in the house, mm-hmm. a building came available in your Finleyville, Pennsylvania. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So uh, a shop became available on your guys' main street and you're like, mm-hmm. fuck it, let's try it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much was it. I was I was actively looking. You know, mm-hmm. mainly I was you know I was like, oh, let's let's buy a garage and put it next to the house, or let's buy some land behind the house and build a barn back there. Which okay, in hindsight, probably been a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there was always a consideration that like we need need a place with a garage because a lot of the stuff I designed. In fact, if you look at our old installation videos, they're in my driveway. Yeah. You know, it's like in my driveway, all kinds of cars going by me yelling over the wind, you know, that kind of right. stuff. Um, so like, yeah, we were you know, looking for a new place. This uh, came up as actually a group of three buildings uh, when we first looked at it and got them to uh, kind of, you know, split it up. Okay. And once, once they, were, they split it up, um, it was just a lot of problems with the banks, but you know, uh. we got, past, we got through all that. Um, but yeah, th- this building became available. There's a couple other buildings that became available. Oops. And um, just, yeah, let's see what the price is and let's give it a try. And, you know, right. c- can I finance it? That, and that's one of the biggest problems that I, I found in being in business. When you're a new company and you try to get help with banks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just tell you to fuck off. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it, I guess there's just too much risk, even whenever you're, you know, you can show because classically with this business, I've, you know, the profits go right back into it. It's yep. build it. So, right. hey, we made we made this this T-shirt. Cool. And we sold a bunch of them. All right. Now, instead of having that printed somewhere, let's buy a T-shirt machine, you know, and that's yeah always what we've done. And I, mm-hmm. I used to work out of a place called Tech Shop. Are you familiar with those? No. They folded about two, three years ago now. Um, there's still a few around that got, uh, purchased by like local maker groups, but they were a maker space that you could go and rent. Um, you would have a membership like you have at a gym. Okay. And they would have a machine shop. The one uh, in Pittsburgh actually had a water jet that you could rent, rent time on. Oh, wow. Yeah. That walk-in powder coating oven. I mean, there was a lot of stuff there. Um, and that was they, just for like small businesses to be able to have access to stuff they couldn't afford themselves. Uh, that was a lot of it. And it was like a kind of a, 
get people together as a collaborative environment. Okay. Because you'd be in the machine shop working on a mill and someone would be over on one of the CNC machines and, you know, they're doing something, have a little bit of trouble and you sit there and brainstorm and come up with stuff. And Oh, nice. And a, lo- a lot of businesses got their start out of those. Um, mm. uh, I've seen 3D printer companies that came up out of the print or out of the tech shops. Right. Um, uh, I, I know a guy who uh, sold woodworking equipment that he built in the wood shop down there, like these curing ovens. Okay. Wow. For for making like custom tables and stuff like that. You know, it, you know, we saw a lot of that come through tech shop. And once we were able to get in there, it's like, all right, now I can make this stuff, but it sucks driving 45 minutes across Pittsburgh to get to it. Right. So now I'm going to start picking it up myself, you know, save all those profits and buy, a la- buy my own laser. We start out with mm-hmm. a tiny little laser and just kept moving up. Right. Awesome. So how many lasers do you have right now? Uh, actually, we're back down to just a big one. Okay. We're, we're thinking about buying another one. We used to do every year we did a, um, we called it the Jeep Miss Fundraiser, yep. where we would make these uh, little Jeep themed wooden ornaments that are engraved and cut out. Yeah. Um, and I stopped doing them because I honestly didn't have time with, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep up with it all. Right. Uh, you know, back then it was a lot of just, you know, it was chasing work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says like, Hey, we can get, it's holiday season. So we had an Etsy store that was underneath. Um, it was underneath Azzy's design works as well okay. back in the day. Uh, and we would engrave like, in fact, have one still here. We, so we did like things like this. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool, dude. Is that leather? Yeah, that's it's leather with, um, that's actually the schematic for a Bantam BRC Jeep, the first design of the Jeep. So you can laser <laughs> on like anything. Within reason, yeah. That's crazy, dude. In fact, when uh, once we kind of get into the groove of uh, getting some of our stuff together here, we're going to start putting up uh, YouTube videos showing yes, how to operate the machinery because i know we got wow. a lot of stuff like i just did a video um demonstrating how to bend plastics on the laser what yes so you can actually uh it's not my idea i i saw a video from a gentleman's thesis uh his doctorate thesis where wow. they uh did advanced manufacturing using lasers and using some higher end equipment than we have here but figured out how they did it and kind of emulate a little bit and you can actually take and use gravity and uh use the laser to um unfocus and bend things just like you would on like in an acrylic bender what dude <laughs> you have to check out the check out the video it's that's i, I hope it's brain. interesting <laughs> it's interesting just listening to you to oh we bend plastic with a laser uh excuse me what <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to send me all those links and I'll put them in the show notes because I know there's got to be at least a couple other people that want to see that. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the links a little bit later. But yeah, it's um, so we're hoping to do a lot more of that because, you know, we have uh, we got the, the CNC laser. We have uh, the large flatbed printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a small CNC router that we're going to be using for our vacuum forming machine. Um, we're probably going to be picking up another laser, which is kind of going back to you're asking about how many lasers we had. Um, a one that's a scanning laser. So it works like a, a supermarket checkout where it okay. has like a mirror that goes back and forth and um, 
quickly engrave stuff. Like it can't cut anything, but you can engrave something super fast. Oh, okay. Like so you see like, those videos like, oh yeah, we actually, we used to do those. Yeah. Um, on our, our big laser, but like on that smaller one, that would take 30 seconds. Whereas on our normal laser we have now that has to move this giant head back and forth to do engraving. Right. Um, that would take like five minutes. Okay. So, so when we do like our keychains and we do our, um, in the future, when we do those ornaments, mm-hmm. we'll be able to do that. This year we didn't do them because we've been running around like chickens with our heads cut off for the last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet. And we, we still do the charity stuff. Like we, um, we raised about two grand for Project Bundle Up through that. You know, nice. That was all the, all, just all the Jeep groups who shared it with all their members and everything allowed right. us to do that. So we were able to buy coats for, I think, uh, 15 uh, kids that That's year. That's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. So, you know, we still do, do the charity thing because I do believe in giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we're going to do a lot more of that in the future and mm-hmm. we'll have to get more equipment for it. And, right. and also as we get, as we start doing, uh, we started doing prototyping for other companies okay nice so other companies are coming to us and saying hey you know we saw what you did with you know say like these things right can you make this for this car right sure and then we figure out how it's made the materials it's made of the pricing for them Mm -hmm. packaging instructions we're doing like the whole kit and caboodle oh wow and then in a couple cases actually making them for them and shipping them out and then they sell them you know first off which that that's a great thing anytime you're you yeah. making stuff to sell whenever you can have someone else do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But as we, as we get more requests like that, we, you know, oh, all right, we have to buy a mill for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's go buy one. You know, right. if it's in the budget and we can justify it, cool. Let's get the equipment, do it. Mm-hmm. And as long as we have those projects, we'll keep it around. And that also lets yeah. us, Hey, while we have this, let's do this stupid thing on it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, well, I just shook everything. <laughs> Exercising that creative brain you have. So speaking about products, what was hmm. the first product you ever started selling like a lot of? Uh, the f- a lot of. Well, the first product was the, uh, the older XJ ga- uh, gauge kits. Okay. So we would do an insert that would slide behind, mm-hmm. uh, behind the needles and go into the screw, uh, you know, you, they would hold in with screws. And before that, I only saw stickers and I only mm-hmm. saw paper ones. Um, so we made a little bit higher end, like a Mylar plastic, right. you know, sign stuff. Right. <laughs> what, what took you down that path? Like, what were you doing? We were like, fuck, I really want to replace this gauge cluster. Uh, it was at 96 XJ. I was putting it together. I finally got it moving under its own power. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an interesting story in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a habit of buying Jeeps with you're like, oh, that should be an easy fix. And here it's never the thing that anyone thinks of. It's always of something course. dumb and stupid and cheap that would have fixed it for the original owner. And I got it for a steal because of it. Right. Um, well, that one wasn't really a steal because it was mostly rotted away when we got it. 260,000 miles on it when I bought that thing. Oh, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Ouch. Yeah. And it came with a spare transmission in the back. So you can, you can tell how great that was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I'm working on it. And I remember being a kid going into like AutoZone with my dad or mm-hmm. Advance or whatever. And seeing, um, you would see all the like the accessories for the ricers. Right. All the chrome you know, stuff. 
all the chrome stuff, you know, the pedal covers. And yeah. I do remember seeing uh, those electroluminescent Indiglo gauge mm-hmm. sets and thinking, oh, these are awesome, you know? So when yeah. I started looking for them, when I had a vehicle that I was customizing, mm-hmm. uh, I looked at my options and I'm like, these suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did ones that I liked and posted them up on Jeep forum. Mm-hmm. And people said, oh, dude, those are awesome. Can I buy a set off of you? And here we are. That's, that's pretty much what it was. It was just, we sold a bunch of those and mm-hmm. I kept the buying machines to cut them out and make newer ones. I was right. running time off of my old boss's printers to make them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what we made a lot of. And then eventually started doing like the linkages and th- mm-hmm. like those are still our largest seller, I think. Yeah, that that was what I wanted to talk about next. But uh, right back to the gauges real quick. When did you start doing custom, or I shouldn't say custom ones, uh, varying designs? Uh, Pretty much from the beginning, because people were like, oh, I like that, but can you swap out the blue for green? Or can you do, can you put this logo on it? Can Mm -hmm. you do that thing? And Sure, yeah, I'm doing doing them one at a time, so it's not a big deal. Right, Um, at that time you weren't running batches of them? No, we weren't like, hey, let's make a hundred of these things. It was right. just one off, literally cutting them out by hand, me and my wife on mm-hmm. a drafting table with like you know, a little protractor cutter. So like every single one of those old old gauges from like the first two years, right. I hand cut every single one of those. That's insane. Did you, <laughs> did you keep one? Do you have it like tucked away yes. somewhere? There In fact, go. when we were moving all the stuff, I find like I find our first JK set that was not made in the same process. Uh-huh. Um, I find... I've always had our first linkage because I like to do photos of that because it, I, I hand cut that thing and yeah. uh, every, like everything, it looks horrible. It's covered in like thick rust because Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in the air. <laughs> but it, it still works. Right. Yeah. I made this thing seven, eight years ago and it, the stupid thing still works. I mean, and we still make a ton of them. So I, you know, it's kind of cool to have up on there. I always try to keep one of all the old stuff. In fact, I have the, the, these badges, this is the first thing that Russ and I worked on here mm-hmm. at the new shop that became a product. So yeah. like, all right, the first one goes up on the shelf there and eventually I'll put it somewhere. Right. Have like a little display case. I have a little bin that has at least one of every decal I've ever made or ones that are worth a fuck. I, yes. All your gauges are in there. I have a stack <laughs> like this. Nice. <laughs> we have, um, I, I have a, when I, cause I used to do stickers for other people. Uh-huh. Cause I had, a, you know, I had a big CNC cutter and we could print and cut. So, um, like I'd go and uh, I used to do anime conventions. Mm-hmm. So before I got into the Jeep world, I was running an anime convention here in Pittsburgh, uh, with the help of a lot of friends. Right. And, um, uh, we would make, like, I would do the stickers for them. I'd do the stickers for like, you know, different artists that were selling them in their booths. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like someone like yourself, who would, say hey i need 500 of this thing made can you do it and right we would do that so i have a i have a box that used to hold all like as like a one of those filing cabinet boxes i have one of those covered with all the stickers that i made back then that's awesome so yeah I, i've tried to hold on to a lot of that stuff too because it's, it's fun you know yeah yeah you gotta, and plus i can look back on my old designs like what the hell was i thinking exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so um to the other products so you said the gauges aren't your best selling product but it's they're your first the first things that you made yes that that was the first thing we made it's kind of still my like 
that's a, it's a great creative output because we can, mm-hmm. or outlet because we can do whatever we want with them really. Right. Um, but yeah, the linkages are probably our biggest seller because that's, you know, one is there for people to buy and look at and, and like, and right. the linkages is fixing people's Jeeps, you know, that Z linkage or Y or whatever they call it. Trash. Yes. Trash. Your product is a prime example of finding a problem in the market and inventing a solution. I, I, I can't say that we invented the entire setup. Um, I did the guy who did the original write up on Jeep forum mm. was telling people to go find parts from an S 10 of a specific year. And I was like, Hey, you know, I like this. Would it be okay if I made some and just had them, you know, plasma cut right. up or whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't mind, you know, selling them. And, you know, we, I did some tweaks to, you know, his original design and got it to the, you know, we're, I think in our seventh iteration of it now. Oh, wow. Well, we keep finding more, more stuff to, you know, um, like l- lately the 242s are becoming big because Grand Cherokees are getting junked for peanuts. Right. But people go to the junkyard and like, oh, I can get a 242 out of there and put it in my XJ and then I'll have two kinds of four wheel drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then they find out like, oh man, I can't, you know, I can't get the slip yoke eliminator for this thing. Right. Or, oh, it's blown up, you know, right. They're not, they're not a 231. Um, but you know, like as we do that, like, all right, we got to tweak some stuff. And mm-hmm. I've been really fortunate in uh, having people here to bounce things off of, but also having customers who, um, you know, some of them have their own shops and they're like, Hey, you know, it'd be really great if we had this option in it. And I say, all right, in the next iteration, mm-hmm. we'll see if we can add that in. Right. Um, and then and I find feedback. It, yes. Uh, getting f- feedback from customers on what works and what doesn't, or mm-hmm. what would be handy is huge. Yeah. So we've done a lot of that and hopefully what the, when we get into the next, um, the next two generations of them, cause we're going to be doing them for Dodge trucks. We're going to be doing them for, um, uh let's see what else do we have planned ford bronco <laughs> well all those newer ones all have like cable setups okay like even the jl in fact i don't even think you can disconnect the arm off of the transfer case on the new jls because whenever oh, i was underneath the one it there was no way to pull it off it's like all inside because sort of like how the um the selector lever is on um on the aw4 okay it's kind of stamped and crimped on there. So there's no mm-hmm. pulling it off unless you actually take the valve body out of the transmission and pull it out. Okay. At least that was my impression of it. Whenever I looked at it, I could be wrong. I haven't looked at diagrams or anything. I haven't been close enough to smell a JL yet. So I don't fucking know, dude, that's all rich people shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, I had the good fortune of, I believe driving the first, uh, the first JLU Rubicon uh, that came off the lot in the East coast with uh you sent me a video kenny hawk bought that one yes the red one yeah the red one and as far as we know that was like the first one because that dealership was like we just got one in come on down and get it and kenny calls me up he's like hey you want to go get a jlu tomorrow like yeah (laughs) (laughs) we drove it we drove it like 40 miles back to his shop and immediately tore it apart (laughs) just started ripping it apart that's beautiful. It's like, oh, $47,000. Sweet. Rip that bumper off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the gauges, the um, 
linkages. And then the other thing I really, really love that you make is the uh, the thing that's shaped like a Y, the little fingers for the oh, shock the, brackets. The shock mounts for uh, yes. for the XJs, yeah. Yeah. Is that, Genius. That, I, so it's I, not I had my to, idea. <laughs> I had to do it once, and I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? This is the worst. Like, I ended up drilling through the back, through the floor, and doing a whole bunch of shit. And then I saw that thing and i was like motherfucker <laughs> i get that occasionally um <laughs> you know what i i i did the same thing as you so i like on on the white jeep it was just okay weld some nuts up here and that didn't yeah. work out really great yeah um, my wife's jeep uh her green one i ended up it was and that was a shame because it was a pristine jeep i ended up cutting the floor in the yeah. hatch area and pulling nuts so i can get down in there yeah and both solutions i tried welding in nuts and they broke free. Mm -hmm. And then I just had ones with like, you know, um, locking washers up there, you know, the wrench trick to try to get one up in there and hold exactly. it just a certain way. Yep. Three hours of doing that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to make something. And it wasn't, I knew that there were flag nuts out there kind of like we make, right. but they were all from China. And I saw the reviews are like, Oh, it's not too bad. If you, you, you know, you cut this nut off and reweld it on. And I'm like, what kind of janky stuff is that? No, it's a terrible product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it does come from a rough country. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, I, you know, there's no, that's, that's like really the big thing is making stuff here. Yep. Yeah. For me, like all, all of our stuff, our materials are American, uh, where we can find them. Some things just aren't made here, um, yeah. which is nice. Cause actually after all the stuff that's happened in the last year, I mean, mm -hmm. 2020 has been kind of crappy, but there's also a lot of stuff popping up all over the world, mm -hmm. moving out of China. Okay. So you're seeing, you're seeing stuff come out of China. And I mean, I got some Chinese tools. I mean, we all have Chinese stuff all around, but right. not everything is the greatest quality. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if I'm buying something, if I'm going to spend a couple more dollars on it, I don't mind doing it. So the guy down the street has a job and can feed his family. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. So making sure that we still keep people here. So like when we get anything printed that we don't do here, we make sure it's a local place. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Our, our steel for our linkages is United States made steel. Okay. Uh, the same thing with, uh, we actually have uh, the threaded rods custom rolled for us. No one else makes those out there. Oh shit. So we have them made um at a place in California and specify that they get, you know, American stainless for us to make them out of. Right. Uh it costs a little bit more, but you know what? That guy and his his seven crew, that's another job that's keeping the lights on for them. Exactly. Especially yeah. now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that whenever we made those shock mop rackets, that was the biggest thing. It was like, I'm not buying another Chinese thing that's gonna fall apart and I'm gonna have to mm -hmm. reinstall it in a month. Exactly. Yeah. Defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you had any slowdown? What's been since the past, since March, have you guys had any slowdown? I personally haven't, I haven't missed one day of work. I haven't not gone to work because of what's been going mm -hmm. on. What about you guys? Uh, so we bought this building mm -hmm. and two weeks later, the governor shut everything down in Pennsylvania <laughs> and told us we weren't allowed to come in. <laughs> And since part of our funding is actually, um, it's tied to the state. Mm -hmm. So it was like a state, you know, make jobs in Pennsylvania program. Okay. Um, and all it does is just keep our interest rate a little bit lower than what 
PNC bank and everything is, right. uh, which I guess doesn't really matter at the moment because interest rates are pretty low. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the specific things in that shutdown order was if you have state funding, we can revoke your funding. If they find out you're doing stuff on the low. Yeah. So you couldn't so, even like go in the building. You couldn't be there, period. Technically, no. I mean, I could myself, but I couldn't have anyone else in, you okay. know, by the letter law that we actually had state troopers going from business to business down here in Finleyville, um, telling people that you couldn't be open. Um, fortunately, have, at that time, I, I was still so in my many thoughts and feelings about this that I'm not going to say. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had we had that going on. We had, um, uh, I mean, you experienced everything that happened around March. Uh, but fortunately, we had everything still up my house. Mm-hmm. So I still had all the equipment up there, all the tooling. It just was hard to get materials. Okay. So not a lot. Not everything that we make is made in-house like some of our stuff we have laser cut in our shop because i don't have a i don't have a million dollar laser to cut steel right so we have it we farm that out Mm -hmm. um get you know a lot of those places were shut down too Mm -hmm. yeah uh our supplier over in california they were shut down even though the guy you know it's like four guys that live on the same farm together and it's a family right they shut them down you know it's like okay so now they're sitting in their garage like "Mm, what do i do (laughs) so that that was really the challenging part once that all came back in we were still taking uh, back orders Mm -hmm. and yeah because everyone knew well this is kind of like the the way things are going at the moment right um and i gotta say like our customers were understanding of Mm -hmm. the supply issues that we had uh and i i gotta thank all them because it's I see the posts from people when other companies are late to ship things. Oh yeah. Savage. And yeah. I, I don't like to be there. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, we had, when all those came back in, that was three days of hell of getting everything assembled and shipped. Mm-hmm. No Me and my wife, 18 hours straight through. And even after that, we had so much, uh, I think it was after the stimulus checks hit. Mm. people were at home they're looking at the jeep in their garage and they're like hey i gotta fix this or hey i want to do this and yeah. it, it it kept us up it That's kept good. us going with stuff and you know i can't say that it hurt us other than put our plans back probably about six seven months yeah with in regards to getting into the building and i mean we completely gutted this place and rebuilt it pretty much this this is this building was like the 1930s. It was Finleyville Auto Parts at one point. Yeah, this was do a you, gun store. Do you store. have a photo of like the old building that you can frame and put in your building? I'm looking for it. The the historical records of the town have to have something. I looked, but they don't have like one shot of this place. Oh, but there is a, there's another historical society a little bit further down the road, mm-hmm. and I they're hard to get a hold of. But I heard that they do have like records from back then and okay that would be so cool fortunately the the lady who owned this two iterate or two owners ago she's still alive mm-hmm. in illinois i think okay and one of the other owners that uh his mother lives down the street which has been kind of handy for finding out history right um she said that she's going to get their contact that lady's contact info and we'll see if there is anything and yeah i love the historical stuff yeah, like that that would be so cool <laughs> Like this place, there was a, um, a red radio flyer wagon uh-huh. that 
was left on there with all these old 60s toys there's like a bat cycle and there's like what? a old tonka trucks and everything and the building next door used to be a um a plymouth dealership back okay. in the day so it was the dodge plymouth dealership for finleyville yeah and they found whenever they started going through because they just moved in too um like the old tin toys that the or that the uh, dealerships would give away to the kids right like oh your dad bought a car here's a fire truck you know yeah so they find all that stuff like sitting up in the attic so oh, you know. that is so cool yeah i'm definitely a little bit of a, a history <laughs> nerd uh, whenever you stop up I'll, I'll show you some of the stuff around it's it's pretty yeah, neat that, there's, that's there's on the cool list stuff. by the way folks that are listening to this podcast as and i were talking and we're going to go up and do a uh, a shop tour of this yep. new place and uh kind of get a feel of because I feel like I know what you do, but I don't know how you do what you do. And I'm interested in seeing that. So I would love to make a video about that. The, the secret sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Not even like the secret shit. Like when you say, oh, we're printing and cutting gauges. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Oh, magic. Yeah. I want to I watch that. <laughs> I want to see it. So uh, moving a little bit into social media, since it is an unavoidable aspect of owning oh. a business in 2020 you and i yes. have talked about this very frequently um do you do any sort of social marketing social media marketing yes spend a lot of money on facebook yes well facebook instagram and everything that comes along with that okay so we do it through yeah we marketing through there through amazon ads because mm -hmm. uh, we sell uh not everything yet uh, on Amazon, but a lot of our products we sell on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And you have uh, pretty good success selling like linkages in the, um, what are they called? The shock tabs? What uh, What's shock the mounts. name of them? Shock mounts. Deluxe rear upper shock mount. There you go. I, I suck at naming products. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw deluxe in there. Fuck it. Yes. I love it. Well, there was like the old ones and it was like, you know, the ones you could buy. It's like, oh, here's this like Chinese thing that's kind of welded crooked. Or, you know, the deluxe version. The deluxe one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so those you sell on Amazon, you do pretty well. You're, I think, one of the only people that I know that sells their products on Amazon. That's in the off-road space, I should say. Okay. Uh, a lot of companies are chased off by it because, well, there's problems with selling on Amazon. A um, couple months ago, we had all of our stuff taken down because Amazon has... Uh, Hmm. It's like how to term this correctly. <laughs> uh, Amazon's trying to compete with Alibaba. Isn't that the place where you can buy like 7,000 of one thing from China? Yes. Okay. And they also have their, they have one that's called AliExpress, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, you want to buy one of something, you don't want to buy container load. Oh. So they're owned by the same company. So Alibaba is like a giant consortium. And I believe worldwide sales, they're something like 40 to 60% of worldwide internet sales go through Alibaba no or shit. one of their subsidiaries. I, it's wow. been a while since I saw the numbers, but, and that, and that was pre pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As like Amazon here in the United States is, I think, 70% of all online sales in the United States is through Amazon. So I believe it. Companies are scared because you do get counterfeits. You mm -hmm. get copies. Amazon isn't, Amazon is about as open as Facebook when it comes down to how they do things. Like we got shut down, like every single one of our products got taken off because they said IP conf, uh, uh, conflicts. So intellectual property complaint because really? we use the word Jeep in our description. 
Ah. Like we make a linkage for the Jeep Cherokee. So they're like, oh, you're not Jeep. You can't use that language. Like, wait a, a second. It's a I descriptor. go to the parts store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. a lot of their stuff I think is being run by AI and it's the same thing with Facebook. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got a, a computer program out there kind of deciding this stuff and it doesn't have, you know, human reasoning. Right. So Getting- it just says, oh, I, I'll grab all this stuff because it doesn't fit my exact rule to the, to the T. Right. And it shuts down. So uh, there's companies are, they're afraid of that, mm-hmm. I think. And, uh, most off-road companies are also going for the Quadratex, the um, the Morris four by fours, the, you know, the right. Trans America, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess our model doesn't work that way because I try to keep prices really low on stuff. Mm-hmm. So whenever a company comes and says, "Hey, we'll carry this and we'll sell it, and we want forty percent," I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "Like you're taking most of my profit because I'm not, you know, you know, we're we're trying to do volume." Right. And I know that like most people are like me, you you know, I don't got a ton of you know, spare cash. So, mm-hmm. you know, I need that part. I need it to make my Jeep work and make it work a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go for the cheapest one and you right. see that all over the Jeep world, you know, everyone, every single forum, like, Oh, it, it, how do you like this Harbor freight? Uh, winch right. it's like it, uh, it's harbor freight you know what do you expect yeah I, I need a six inch long arm long travel suspension kit for a budget what do you suggest <laughs> dude get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> what do i suggest a second job on a budget <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you that that budget better have an extra zero behind it dude <laughs> exactly exactly so um, all of your, like you do ads on Google and stuff, right? So yeah. do you have, how much does the marketing on social take up time in like, say a week? Like, are you constantly having to go in and tweak it and change Ooh. stuff? Um, I've been lax on it mm-hmm. with, with the building, yeah, with, with yeah. everything here Priorities. and yeah, kind of getting at it. So I've been kind of lax at it. Um, in fact, uh, our mutual friend, Andrew, you met Andrew at the, yep. Smoky Mountain Jeep Show. He's actually be coming on and start helping with the social media stuff and some nice. of the sales things because he's a he's he's a sales juggernaut. So mm-hmm. have him. I'm going to steal him away eventually. But nice. We're having him come on part time and kind of help do that because it's not. It, it takes up so much time. I yeah. at one point I was spending four or five hours a day just answering Facebook posts. Yeah. So people were ask go into like. Uh, What's a good one? Think of an XJ or Club XJ. Come into <laughs> Club XJ. I'm thinking about buying this thing or I bought this thing off of Azzy's Design Works. And instead of asking them a question, I'm going to ask random strangers on the internet. And I'd have to track all that down and, you know, add in my two cents. But now we've got enough of a customer base that a lot of people are like, oh, I had one of those too. It's super easy. Just do this. Okay. And, you know, thank you to all the people out there that do that because you save me so much time they're brand <laughs> like I actually get to go home and eat dinner <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but yeah it, it, i mean it gets all encompassing I'm, you're probably the same way you, you're sitting there at night and your phone's like bloom, 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 you know just going off notification yeah. after notification you know you have to reply to it in facebook and instagram like someone uh, in the last last year they put it in where you have to reply to people within a certain time frame or the else messenger. you're 
Yeah, or else your shares start, you know, you're dropping, your exposure yep. starts dropping. Sneaky fuckers. Yeah, I know. So it's like, oh, not, oh, it's it's 11 o'clock at night. Do I want to deal with that? I gotta. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're <laughs> sucking you in. They're sucking you in. Yeah. It, it, it happens. I, I feel like it, although it sucks, it's just part of doing business in 2020 at this point. Things change and you got to adapt and roll with it. But in the day and age of do it for the gram and just send it, what do mm-hmm. you hate most about Instagram specifically? Hey, if you send me that thing, I'll show it to my, all my followers and you'll get tons of purchases. There we go. There it <laughs> the is. Sponsorship requests. Yep. The sponsorship requests and that you're doing very good at this. The, that actually uh, parlays into the next question. Um, do you think that social media should play as large of a role as it does in specifically sponsorships? Does that make sense? Yes and no. Um, we've done sponsorships before. I more like working with other companies um, because I feel that that like they're coming at you from the same perspective. Right. Like we're both trying to achieve the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we trade parts, we trade services, you know, that, that's, um, that's easy to work with trying to see if I send something out to someone, does it get the return on the investment of sending it out? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that with influencers because really, um, I mean, I can go to my metrics, someone like, Hey, I got five, you know, 500,000 Instagram followers. And I can look at my metrics and say, well, whenever we tried that with someone who had that many followers, we got three sales. Yep. You know, it doesn't do it. You know, Instagram doesn't do anything uh, for us really. And mm-hmm. probably that part of that is I haven't really put up that much interesting stuff on Instagram to get people there, but it's some of it works. Some of it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook is the same way. Right. Uh, I think Facebook is a little bit better because um, you do get people who uh, can tag and rep you. Cause that, that I think is worth more, um, on the social media aspect is mm-hmm. people being able to say, I got it from here. And then other people being able to click that name and immediately be directed to see what it was they're asking about. Right. So yeah. that, that helps a lot more, I think, than just the, the normal sponsorship part. It's just people like, Hey, I got this. It was really cool. Check it out. Right. And social media. I mean, that's the, I mean, before that was forums, mm-hmm. you know, that's just the next evolution of forums. The problem is, is, no one searches on social media to find an answer or if anything. Yeah. I like these Comanche badges. I posted them up the other day. Oh, are you going to be selling those? I like, can't with these, some of these people. How did you like, get yes, out of bed in the them. morning? <laughs> like, yeah, so we have a whole store. It says available on the store. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Drives me absolutely nuts. I think social media has kind I don't want to say created a level of laziness I think it's brought out an existing level of laziness that people already had like oh I could use this search function and find what I'm looking for or I could just ask the same question for the nine millionth time mm-hmm. in Club XJ I got the the decals over there I have one on my truck <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes the um yeah it, there's a part of that and um I think people just don't read yeah, they're, they're scrolling watch a video. so fast. You can't read anything. 
You know what? The biggest thing uh, that uh, changed how we did things here was whenever we started getting videos up explaining how to do stuff. So videos explaining how to set the needles on the gauges. Um, uh, our friend Rafi did a video installing one of the linkages. And in fact, we use that, that same video now as there's a QR code on the face of it. Mm-hmm. Once we started doing that, the questions stopped because there was a video. Right. If there's a video, people will do it. And, I, and I've tried to explain that to a couple other friends in the industry. They're like, oh, you know, you know, we're spending all this time. Like, dude, you got to get videos up. Well, it's not that complicated. I know it's not that complicated, but you don't got to think about you. You're not people, the one doing it. People are that stupid. You got to think about everyone's level of competency. And I don't want to say people are all, always that stupid. I, like elect, uh, electrical work. Mm-hmm. I understand the fundamentals, but I'm not great at it. Right. So uh, yes, I will call someone and ask a really dumb question, probably just to make sure I'm not going to blow myself up. And a I lot guess, of people I guess are doing that. Makes that. sense. So, so people it, buy a brand new part and they understand the basics of mechanicking, if you will, but yeah. they don't want to potentially fuck up a part that they just purchased. That makes sense. They don't want to. They don't want to screw it up. They don't want to. They don't want to blow up their Jeep. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> that's worse than like, hey, I just got this new, you know, th- this new wheel bearing and it blew up my axle, you know, or yeah. this new locker and I just you know, shredded my axle shafts because I put it in wrong. Right. And, yeah. and that's a lot of it. And I think videos, I mean, the ability to get to them, you're, I don't know, you're probably a little bit younger than I am because I'm still not sure how old you are. I am 31. Oh boy, I, I you're a lot younger than me. I turned 31 this year, like back in September. He's a little baby. <laughs> little baby boy. <laughs> okay, that, that, that puts a little... So when I was, I mean... So I that's why you're so start. fucking stupid. You're young. Stupid millennials. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Like I've, I've had an email address since 1996, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> so like... So whenever I was starting out designing things and uh, doing all this, even whenever I started this business, mm. getting videos onto the internet wasn't easy. Right. So that stuff wasn't there. You didn't consider it. So you have a lot of people out there who still aren't doing that. They expect like, oh, here's 14 pages of a bad photocopy. You should be able to do it from there. <laughs> and that just leads to problems. So, but the social media aspect and you have enough people who Hey, I did this. This was awesome. And I recorded it so you can all see it. Mm-hmm. And they're not asking like, Hey, I'm not asking for freebies. I'm not asking for anything. Right. Um, they just did it because they're trying to show off their skills. They want to show off their Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps us in the end because they're adding another level. In fact, um, one of our installation videos for our gauges was actually from a user. He did a better job than I did. Jeez. So I just started linking to his channel because, hey, he, he does a nice, a nicer one than I did. And, you know, then we had Matt from Bleep and Jeep did one. Mm-hmm. And that was, okay, yours is even better than his. Cool. We'll just link to that, you know, because right. it's the quality. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, I think, where the social media is going to help all the industries mm-hmm. out more. Yeah. But I think we're going to see a kind of a punch back if we do get out of the current mess. Right. <laughs> The, the <laughs> trying, not to, trying not to say the demonetizing words uh, <laughs> if we get well, out you're of in the- luck because nobody pays for this podcast 
<laughs> get on those subscriptions, people. Um, <laughs> no, like as we get out of this, I think people are going to get like uh, pushback against virtual things and, you know, online anything because they've been doing it every day. So they're like craving getting the hell outside. Right. You know, some, you, some face-to-face. Yeah. Like, I mean, look how many different off-road events have been canceled. Like the, the show portion, but there's right. still a ton of wheeling events that are happening because people are off. Yeah. You know, they're getting outside. I think there's actually more people wheeling now than there was last year. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. But I, yeah, I, I think that we're going to, it's going to be an interesting next two years, I believe. I, I agree. I'm eager. I'm also a little bit hesitant. I don't know. I'm just trying to feel it out because uh, I don't know. I think everybody had big plans for 2020. 2020 was going to be the year. I mean, I was kind of riding the high after I got back from Hammers. And uh, I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And then it all started going downhill very quickly. I feel for you, man, because I know like how much you know. That's that's core. Like the, uh, your photography is awesome. The videos and everything, Thanks, so much fun to watch. And it's like, oh shit, what's he going to be doing now? Because yeah, those things aren't happening. You know, exactly, exactly. But luckily, I still still got to do hammers and sand hollow in 2020. So I'm not I'm not going to complain. It could have been much much worse, but. I have taken up your time for quite a long oh. time on this very, very busy Saturday. Was there anything <laughs> else um, that you wanted to cover that we haven't covered? Ooh, real quick. Um, what are your new products that you have out right now? Shout new products. Out. Oh yes. We, uh, so we got these. Um, I don't know what the, I suck at naming things as we said before. Deluxe uh, they're just, badges. Deluxe badges. So they're a recreation Mm-hmm. but not a total 100% recreation because they're different materials. They look a little right. bit different. I, th- mm-hmm. I think they're kind of like a retro mod. So they look like the older ones, but they're modern materials and a, and a modern process. I so agree. we have these, these Comanche badges, which I don't know if those are backwards. They look backwards to me. They're not. No, I'm not okay. seeing backwards. I love the dude. I love them so much. It, it's just a, it's a, um, so I have a I have a Comanche done in storage, and as soon as we finish the garage, that's below me, it's going to move into here, and we'll put the engine back in it or some engine in it, yeah, um, and customize it. And I, I keep looking at parts like I know I'm going to need this. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my friends, Cody, who's uh, uh, he's on the or he's the Jeep Comanche Preservation Society, gave oh, me some okay. original badges and he's like oh here because he's got piles of these things yeah um but they're all beat the hell and back and he's like oh if you can make these look any better and i was like yeah i could probably paint them or figure out a process or we can just remake them and right. you know, here we are so yeah we're selling them by the pairs they're available on teamadw.com uh right now and you don't they're not like punch in or anything they're just adhesive clean it up stick it on yep. there's a 3m adhesive on the back it's a the same material we use for our other badge products Mm -hmm. so we have our um uh, we have our custom badges get one off the shelf here what do we got oh there we go yeah yeah pennsylvania roads (laughs) (laughs) i love that yeah i have all all mine sitting in my bins over there nice yeah we so yeah it's the same material we made our badges out of and Mm. like Hey, this will work for this and it'll look 
pretty cool and right. you know we're going to be doing some other color combos and whatnot but yeah that's uh it just gonna there needs to be one out there and, and we're going to be doing one for the, the cherokees as well because mm-hmm. that's we posted these up and everyone's like well, what that's, about the cherokee that's the first comments i saw what about the xjs <laughs> hey I, I still have one but yeah it may not run but i have one <laughs> exactly it's still sitting there <laughs> so yeah we'll definitely be doing more xj stuff so mm-hmm. And we're gonna get into the um, um, the molded gauges. So everything that Fiat Chrysler did after, uh, I think it's like 2014 or so. Everything has those um, those dished gauges, right? So the new JLs, the new Cherokees, the even the, the 2012 Dart. I have a cluster over here for one of those. Okay. Um, all those have the same similar construction where the gauge is printed and then it's formed. They, they vacuum form them to ah. fit. And so we have a vacuum forming machine that we're, we're still playing with to right. do that. Yeah. So you and have we, like to build a jig or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh. It's called, it's called a buck. So we're, buck. we have, so we have a, um, I have it drawn up in, uh, for our CNC machine. And once our CNC router downstairs is, um, up and running because we're mm-hmm. the downstairs of the whole facility is it's a wreck <laughs> it's like piles <laughs> of sawdust and you know every everything that we're building up here and finishing up up here happens downstairs so right it's a constant juggle but once we have that that all set up then we can start cutting those and we can get that process done because uh russ has a technical knowledge on you know, a lot of the graphic stuff being a, a, the educator mm-hmm. um i have the this is how I've been making this and that kind of thing. Cause I've worked in production shops, you know, for printing and everything for so long. Right. Uh, we're combining that and making those because there are some out in the market right now, but they're not ours. So we're going to make them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do your own thing. Well, thank you so much, dude. This has been informative for me. And also I hope for the people that have been listening. Uh, if people want to catch you on social media, where can they do that? uh instagram at team adw as these design works yes um and facebook as these design works all one word mm-hmm. so facebook.com slash as these design works so that'll find our little corner wackiness with the apostrophe because i go to tag you all the time and i don't put the apostrophe in and facebook's like oh, i don't know who you're talking about i had no idea Fucking whenever Mark. i got this nickname that it was like all uh you know it's some like some nickname for middle eastern guys or something <laughs> is it so really? many Aziz thing yes oh that's hilarious i didn't know oh, that i i get the so there's a there's a a youtube celebrity i guess i don't uh, know like she's in a music video and all this other stuff um uh, it's called azzy land and i get texts oh that did pop up yes yes i get texts all the time um on my cell phone which is our shop number right can i speak with azzy and i'm like oh speaking and the one the one i did we actually had this happen um about a month ago a young lady because it, it's mostly young girls because they're following she does like fashion videos and everything so okay. they text us and i'm I'm usually like hey this is as design works we make jeep parts thanks for contacting us but you got the wrong person have a great right. night um the one girl invited us to her birthday party oh wow <laughs> she sent an invitation with the address and everything and her mom's cell phone number to, to RSVP. Oh my so God. T- so my, I'm like, uh, I asked my wife, like, Hey, do you think that this mom would be freaked out if I text her out of nowhere and say, 
your daughter sent her address at your 12 year old right random stranger on the internet yeah and i oh, did jesus and the lady was like oh thank you for letting me know like i, I had no idea and she's like what do you guys do and i'm like yeah, we make stuff for jeep she's like oh i've got a jeep <laughs> oh damn <laughs> so uh, miss if you're listening out there uh uh check your mail on your daughter's birthday <laughs> That is terrific. <laughs> that that's like the best case scenario right there. Yeah, so it, we we get that, but I've gotten p- people draw pictures and send them in because they go to Google and they just type in "Azzy address" and they get Google Maps for the shop. Oh, people and, send like hand drawings to the shop for yeah, this. Like celebrity. this is me and you, this is a picture of me and you. Can we do a video together? Oh my god, you need to start sending stuff back. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the 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 thing that it, it bothers me with it is that um most of them are young girls mm, like yeah seven to twelve that kind of range mm. and i got the one picture from a girl this is me sorry about my nose i hope to get it changed someday oh jesus that makes me sad that meant yeah that that hit me because i got i have a daughter right and i'm like what the hell is this thing like the like this lady is getting fans and at the same time making her fans feel bad about themselves because they're not her right you know so like i i don't i don't like i don't get like mean or oh even like witty with replying to these girls because there's you know there's some self-esteem that's like fragile on the other end that right hey you know you sound really awesome and thank you very much for the picture but you've got the wrong people have a great day that kind of thing it's right Try to keep it wholesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll keep uh, the debauchery for, the, for the seven slot group. <laughs> exactly, yeah. When you come over here, you come on my podcast, you do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers, virtual cheers, even though I have stupid words Prost. today. Uh, I cannot wait to come to the new shop. We're going to do a video. We're going to do shenanigans. It's going to be absolutely terrific. Hopefully, I'll have my six by six put together by then. Your I, what? Yeah, like the vehicle? <laughs> yeah, it's like well I got a, I got a one of those amphibious ones. What? Like the little two seater ones from the seventies? All the shenanigans, dude. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, so once I have that together, you definitely have to come up and we'll do uh we'll do dumb things in that. Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck yes. I am so excited. All right, dude. Thank you so much. And that will conclude this podcast. All right, thanks, Angel.